Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast. I am Chad Simpson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gian Lemmy. And here on this podcast, our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so that they can lead like Jesus. Um, Chad, I really relate to Coach Dixon. Um, even though I've never met him, um, this conversation um, felt like we were best friends and that we shared so many commonalities. Um, he started... Um, his first coaching job when he really didn't want to be a coach that was not part of his mindset as he was graduating college and it was the same thing with me um i didn't think i was gonna end up being a tennis coach i wanted to be a physical education teacher for high school but when i got the opportunity to be a grad assistant here at liberty for my first year just fell in love with the kind of impact i could have in the lives of my players being able to spend more time with them than i would if i was just a high school teacher um, and so i decided that that was the my path and then also um, how his former head coach, Coach Jones, that he talked so much about during the interview, um, how he delegated a lot of the head coaching responsibilities to Coach Dixon while he was an assistant coach and that how ha that has help helped him become a better head coach now too. Yeah, this was this was a special one for me. You know, Coach Dixon and I have have worked alongside each other. We've had a lot of great conversations, and I'm really excited to share this conversation. Um, he gets into what was so special about his 1988 national championship team there at Furman. Um, you know, with his journey, Coach Dixon went on to be an assistant coach there at Furman. He spent time at Savannah State, at Presbyterian College, at Reinhardt, and. Uh, and shorter and now he is the head coach at point university and um we are so excited to share this interview and we're ready to get into it right now coach dixon welcome to the christian coach podcast we're uh, so excited to see you and uh, i've had the privilege to uh be across your office here for for four years and uh been able to see up close you know We've seen uh, seen you go through some tough things, but we've also seen you sign some recruits and get pumped for that. And most of all, I've I've watched the relationship and the love that you have for your players coming through the door and and, and hanging out and seeing you. Um, but we're we're thankful for your time to share with us here in this podcast. And I just want to throw it right to you from the start. On what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Oh, uh, it absolutely means the world to me um, to be a Christian coach. And what I mean by that is I've always considered myself to be a, a Christian, um, maybe a closet Christian, but, you know, I've always believed in my faith. But uh, probably in the last five years, it, it, it's changed, um, meaning that, you know, it's more to, than, than just talking the talk. You got to be able to walk the walk. And, and, and that's what it means. Uh, for my players to see, you know, the way that I live my life, the way that I treat them, the way that I interact with my children in front of them, you know, what it truly means to be a Christian coach. And, you know, I keep that mindful in everything I do. So it's an important role uh, to carry, uh, to be a true Christian coach and, and not only just talk the talk, but also walk the walk. And not many people can call themselves national champions. And I wish I could have been there to see you in action. But what was so special about winning that title 
at Furman there in 1988. And I have to say at 1988, a great year. That's the year that I was born. But uh, tell me about that championship team. Oh, man, it was an unbelievable championship team. Uh, the, the, the team that just believed in themselves, believed in each other. Uh, to this day, you know, via social media platforms, uh, I'm in a group chat and, and daily uh, interact with the seniors from that 1988 national championship team. And that, that were, they, they were instrumental in us. We were instrumental in us winning that title because preseason that year, we were picked to finish four out of seven teams in the conference. And, you know, we were all, we, we took that as a, you know, a shot. Um, sure. And just looked at each other and just said, you know what? They don't know what we know. Uh, we believe in each other. We believe in this team and just took it week by week. And before you know it, you know, uh, at the end of four quarters versus Georgia Southern, you know, be, to be crowned national champions, I still get goosebumps uh, just thinking about it. But a tremendous, tremendous honor, one in which we still, as I stated earlier, talk about on a day. day. We won't talk about the championship, but the friendships sure. that we have you know, now, 30 years later, looking back, you understand that closeness, that to, that that bond that we were able to, you know, develop then has carried us. And, and, and that was a big reason why. It was the powerful, the the love of the teammates. I, I also am on a group chat with some of my old teammates and uh, really, really special that you get to experience. But after you graduated there, you had a, a short stint as a high school coach. Uh, but what drew you into college coaching and, and staying in it here for, for 20 years or so? Uh, but believe it or not, when I, if you'd ask me a month before graduating from college what I was going to do, coaching would have been, it, it probably wouldn't even have been on the radar. I would have never told you I wanted to be a coach. Uh, but, but I had one of our assistant coaches in college I was coming out of the field house one day and he asked me what I was going to do after graduation. And I just said, you know, keeping my options open, coach, I hadn't really decided. I said, why do you ask? He said, well, I have the perfect job for you. He said, back in my hometown, Camden, South Carolina, they're looking for a coach. And really just out of respect to him, him being coach Jimmy Neal, uh, I said, well, coach, I don't, I go down and talk to him, but you know, I can't promise you that, you know, I'm going to take the job. He said, no, I don't, if you don't want to do it, I said, no, I, I'll go talk to him. And he set up an interview and I went down and met with the head coach, uh, who was coach Billy Ammons, who, who was very instrumental. You know, when you start in this profession, you know, I, I couldn't have started, I, I couldn't have scripted this any better to work for coach Billy Ann, who is a Christian and, 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 and was Christ-like and, and, you know, loved his players and, and just treated them with respect and dignity. And I had that example in front of me, but here I was coming from a, winning a national title, you know, just green behind the ears, just, you know, it, it's all about winning. And that's all I concentrate on. It was winning, 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 and went into that situation. And we ended up winning, going undefeated and winning a state championship. So, so within a two-year time span, I had won a national championship in college as a player. And my first coaching gig, we went 15-0, won a state championship. And 
all of this. And I didn't even have coaching on my radar. But 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 I went down, interviewed, and the last thing that Coach Ammons said to me, it was a stack of papers on the corner of his desk. He said, do you know what these are? I said, no, sir. He said, these are all the resumes of people that have applied for this job. I said, wow, I mean, this is a nice stack. Then he goes, you know whose resume is not in here? And I started giggling because I didn't send a resume. I, I, I interviewed because Coach Neal's recommendation. And I go, yes, sir, mine. He goes, that's right. But this is what he said. He goes, if you tell me right now that you want this job, and he picked that stack up and put them all in the trash. Wow. And, and, and here I was coming from a broke college student, and he told me how much he was going to pay me. I, I done messed around and said yes. And the whole two-hour trip back to Furman, I'm like, well, what have you done? I, I wasn't <laughs> even prepared to say yes. But it's been the start of something that has been wonderful. Powerful story. Really cool to hear that. And, uh, you know, you you went on and spent time at Furman, Presbyterian, Savannah State, and then you ended up at Shorter and were able to coach under the legendary head coach, Phil Jones, who I've heard as we've talked in 3D coaching, these FCA huddle meetings, you and I, I've heard his name come up from you and from uh, your offensive coordinator, but what did Coach Phil Jones do so well to earn your love and respect? Uh, he, Coach Jones, but by the time I got to Coach Jones in 2014, you know, I had a number of years coaching under my belt, uh, but Coach Jones really showed me what it really means, not only to talk the talk about being a Christian, but he showed me how to walk the walk. Uh, Coach Jones showed me that, you know, you can love, which I've always been a coach that, you know, preached, I love my players. I just didn't tell them. And, and working for Coach Jones, I saw it on a day-to-day basis. Not only he'd tell you he loved his players, but he loved his staff. Uh, he loved the, the grounds crew. He, he loved the people that were working in the cafeteria. And, and he knew this because he told me. Everywhere you went with Coach Jones, he was telling somebody that he loved them and then he hugged them. But it transferred into watching these kids play on the field. You know, as an old uh, defensive coach, you know, I'm hardcore, rah, rah. You don't want to step on the neck, want to be tough. And I want to be an example, a tough example, so they could say, you know, I want to be just like my coach. But because I played for a tough guy. I played with Coach Johnson, who, who gave me my opportunity to come back and and be a college coach, and I'll always be grateful for that. But Coach Johnson was tough, and I believe he was tough, and I wanted to be tough because my coach was tough. But Coach Jones taught me that, you know, you can play tough and play hardcore and be loved, and it's okay to tell them that you love them on a consistent basis. They'll respond to that even before the, the toughness gig. So, Coach Jones, after all those years of coaching under my belt, taught me what is truly meant to love your players and, and show that on a day-to-day basis. For sure. I think so many of us coaches, as we enter the profession, we just go back to the default mode of, of what we've seen in the past. And uh, But I'm curious, is there anything else that Coach Jones did other than 
saying uh, that he loved you and, and hugging you guys. Um, just some of the behind the scenes, whether it's with the staff or with the players that you saw him do that really showed how much he cared. Absolutely. Uh, every day, uh, Coach Jones had a, the, the, we had a, a word, not, not just a word, but, but he would come to him spiritually. Every day after practice, before we ended practice, uh, you know, he would quote scripture and, and then apply it to what we were going through at that time, like every day. And then in staff meetings, like before each staff meeting would start, we would have staff devotion where we would, you know, sharing the word and what that meant to us. And, uh, yeah, I'd been some places before we had did that and started off and then it just kind of faded or everybody got too busy to, to do it, not with Coach Jones. I mean, it was consistent. And then, you know, you, you got to the point where you were looking forward, you know, to this time because you knew that was an opportunity for you to grow spiritually. So that, that's what I mean when I say that, you know, in all these years, I, I've worked for plenty of Christian coaches. Um, not, not everybody has walked the walk and also talked the talk. But, but Coach Jones was a – um example of somebody that did that and he did it on a consistent basis so i'm forever grateful for that experience after after your time there at shorter um you know from from my perspective i don't see all the behind the scenes but uh, i was excited to meet you when you came here to point but could you tell me the story of, of how you came to be the head coach here at point university oh yeah uh a, a story that I had to trust heavily on my faith. You know, I worked with Coach Jones for two years. Uh, the second year, Coach Jones entrusted me with a little more responsibility. His longtime assistant, Tim Mathis, had taken a high school head coaching job down in Florida. So Coach Jones entrusted me. Uh, and I was doing a lot of the head coaching stuff. You know, I was hiring staff. I was putting together budgets. I was doing traveling. You know, just all the things that a head coach would do, I was doing them. But I was doing them because Coach Jones, I didn't want to disappoint. I mean, he had entrusted that in me. Uh, after our second year, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was a situation, unfortunate situation. But, you know, they asked Coach Jones to step aside, and um, he was reluctant. But then he came back, and he said, okay, I'll do it. He said, I'll resign. He said, but I have one request. And his request was that they name me <laughs> the head coach. And although grateful, I was like, whoa, coach. And, and, and my point there was the people that were making this decision already knew, you know, kind of what I was doing. And if, if there was some interest, I, I felt like my resume would have been, I, I had the advantage on anybody else applying for this job because I had on the job training. Well, uh, long story short, I there were three finalists. I didn't get the job. So I was heartbroken, disappointed, angry. And I had a relationship. Oh, my conversation with God went kind of like this. I said, OK, God, I understand. I believe that when one door opens or one door closes, another door opens up. But I just want you to know that that was my job. And I'm going to trust that you have bigger plans for me. But you know, I getting the last word in. I want you to know, God, that was my job. <laughs> and so uh, somebody on the staff had said, hey, uh, I think Point University looking for a defensive coach. And I was like, 
point. And, you know, point wasn't even on my radio. I didn't really know a whole lot about point, but I go online and sure enough, they were advertising for assistant football coach. I filled the application out. I submitted. And within 15 minutes, my phone was ringing and it was a head coach at point. And the first thing out of his mouth was, why are you <laughs> applying for this job? And I kind of explained to him, you know, my situation there having, you know, been the finalist, didn't get the job. So at some point, my time at short is going to come to an end because the new guy coming in, the first person that has to go is the guy that wanted his job. Sure. So I knew at some point, you know, it was going to come to an end for me. Uh, so the coach invited me down for an interview. I come down, I meet with him. I come back subsequently to meet with the ADs. It was two, Coach Wilson and Coach Flowers. Um, and then in talking to him after that, he said, both ADs gave you thumbs up. He said, the only person left uh, for you to talk to is HR. And HR is going to call you at some point and officially offer you the job. And, and this was going to be on a Friday, because I'll never forget. I was out in the yard doing some yard work, and my wife called and asked me to go pick up the kids. So I said, sure. So, so I knew I was expecting a phone call. I looked down at my phone and it was blinking red, like the charger was low. So I run in the house, put it on the charger. I go to the car and go pick up my kids. Now, I'm going to pause right there if you bear with me, because I have to tell you this side of the story. A lot of people will say, well, why didn't you take the phone with you and charge it in the car? Well, I, I got a story for that. I had just got a puppy for my kids. Didn't want to get it, but, but my wife kind of strongly encouraged me to get the puppy. Yeah. Well, we had the puppy and it's in the house and we're trying to train the puppy. The puppy ends up, because I have to take the puppy to the vet in the car, choose my charger. No way. Choose it in half. And, and so I'm trying to be petty with my wife because you really wanted me to get the puppy. I didn't want to get the puppy. You should buy me a new charger. So I was rebelling against her until she bought me a new charger. That's why I didn't have a charger in the car to charge my phone. I had to leave it on the charger in the house. Uh, and so as soon as I get back from picking up the kids, I looked at the phone. I had a missed phone call from Point University. <laughs> nope, no panic, because he told me it was going to happen. Monday morning, I take my daughter to the dentist. And after the dentist, I'm taking her to school. My phone rings. It's Point University. I think it's HR. But it's the coach. And, and the conversation was kind of strange compared to other conversations we had. But he ended up telling me that he had gone in and resigned. I said, do what? Pull the car over. I said, coach, HR called me Friday. I'm, I'm coming. I said, please go back in there and rescind that decision. Just tell him you changed your mind. You want your job. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. And he said, Coach, I appreciate your enthusiasm, your excitement. I think we would have worked well together. He said, but he, he, I think he said something to do with his family. Well, we're talking. My phone rings. I look at it, Point University. I said, Coach, I said, I'm going to call you back. I got to take this call. I click over. It's HR. They, they're talking. I mean, she was talking, you know, what we had talked about, start day, salary, all this stuff, which, you know, I'm, I'm listening, but I'm really not listening. And then she hits me with this. She goes, I don't know if you've heard, but coach just came in and resigned. And, and 
me. I said, no, I ain't heard anything. But and, and the reason that I said that was because I had heard his side of the story. I needed to hear what she had to say, because if they match, I still got a wife and two kids that I've got to figure out how to take care of. So, so they kind of were very similar. But this is where she caught me. She said, I've been instructed to ask you, would you like to apply for the head coach job? <laughs> and I go, I said, I have some questions, but sure. She said, OK, somebody will be in contact with you. Now, mind you, this is Monday. On Wednesday, the president of the university secretary called and asked, could I come down and meet with the president? I said, sure. I met with everybody else. So I come down on Thursday. And the president and myself, we met for about two and a half hours, just he and I. Friday morning, HR calls and officially offers me the job at Point University and wanted me to drive back down so they could introduce me to the team Friday afternoon. So my Monday through Friday went wow. just like that. And it's crazy, but every single day that I've been fortunate to be the head coach at Point University, I kind of understand what God saw. He said, listen, you, you've done work at Shorter University. I know what you've done. I'm, I'm grateful for what you've done. I need for you to go to Point University and spread that magic. And that's the way I took it. And that's the way I conduct myself every single day that I'm here. Um, and, and, and it's been a blessing for me to be here. I've, I've learned a great deal and there's still a lot more for me to learn. The relationships that I've built while here uh, are awesome, and I think they'll be lifelong relationships. But that, that's kind of, you know, in, in, in hard times or times of where I couldn't see the future, you know, God had me the whole time, had me the whole time and, and, and landed me where he wanted me to be. And like I said, I've been so grateful to be fortunate to be here. What a story. Uh, really cool to hear the behind the scenes of uh, how how God was working. I'm sure that must have been a, a whirlwind of a week. Um, but since you've been here at Point, uh, you know, we are a Christian school. Um, but what what have you been looking to build in your time here at Point? What's been your top top priorities in leading this football program? Well, my, my top priority is for this team to grow spirits. Uh, has been my top priority and followed closely by uh, to, to get these kids graduated and, and out in the real world. And I, I feel like that combination, uh, if you got a strong foundation spiritually and then you have that degree, which will allow you opportunities uh, wherever you land in this world we live in, you know, you have the tools necessary to go out and be uh, 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 an, an awesome neighbor and an awesome deacon, you know, an awesome father, all those things that uh, I know in my life have been important. I'm trying to instill in these kids and every single day that I'm able to come to work and do that, I, I have that, you know, following me. I, I have that responsibility. Uh, and, and especially now uh, for some, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely important when things get confusing and you can't make heads or tails of them. You've got to have something to rely on. And for me, I want these kids to understand that's where your faith comes in. That's, you know, you're going to get to those times where it gets confusing and you can't make sense of it. That's where you got to trust God. And, and, and that's important. And had I learned this lesson 
uh, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, man, maybe things will be a little bit different for me. But I do understand, and I that's an important component to me, and being able to surround myself uh, with staff that feels the same way that I feel is extremely important. And, and, and so I, I think in all my time here, I feel like I'm close to developing that that staff bond because these kids are very uh, th- th- they pick up on everything and, and if you got dissension in your staff you can't go out and preach unity you can't go out and preach togetherness you can't go out and preach spirit out being spiritual uh, if you're divided and, and so it was extremely important for me to to, to make sure that, you know, have a strong foundation because this foundation that we have as a staff is going to be what we impart that wisdom to these young men. So it, it, that, that's what, what drives me. Yeah. So good. And, um, you know, as, as we've uh, shared, um, you know, right across the office from you, you are one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. You're, you were a grinder working hard there a few weeks ago um, it was maybe day two or three that I noticed that you hadn't been to the office and I stopped and asked one of your assistants, uh, you know, Hey, is coach Dixon. Okay. And, and at the time of this recording, this is mid August, mid October here of 2020 with COVID-19 stuff going on. And, and your assistant said, coach Dixon's got COVID. So I, I, I wanted to ask what's, what was it like trying to lead your program, uh, from your home, um, not being able to see them face to face. Oh, it, it was extremely difficult. Probably one of the most difficult things that I've had to endure in quite some time. Uh, and, and the most difficult part was, you know, I, I've been a guy that I, I try my best to lead by example. I don't know all that talk, talk, talk. You know, watch what I do. And then if I'm doing something different than what's coming out of my mouth, then we'll have a conversation. But if you watch what I do, you, you'll see that I like to, excuse me, lead by example. Well, when this COVID struck and it came out of nowhere, uh, but it hit hard and, and not being able to lead by example and really what my mind was used to and, and what I was accustomed to, but my body was like, nope, 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 nope. It was horrific. <laughs> in that aspect because my mind had always, you know, I'm, I'm just built to, to just be here. You know, I'm going to be here even when nobody else is here because that's what I've been trained. You know, I've worked for some guys that have been grinders and I believe there's something to that. Uh, one of the lessons that I had to learn the hard way is in this profession, you know, you get to grind, 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 grind. Sometimes you, the, the, the important things, family, <laughs> kind of gets pushed aside. And, and I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And you really, really, really got to trust your faith because your mind is telling you you got all this stuff that has to get done, get done, get done. But if you don't have the ability to press pause and say, it's okay, the world is not going in, you know, if you don't get this evaluation or this recruit done. Go home and spend some time with your family. It, it, being with Coach Bill Jones, that, that was another thing that I learned. You know, it's okay. 
press pause. It, it'll be there when you come back and you can get that issue resolved when you come back. So that that's one of the things, you know, here with the staff that I'm constantly worried about because you can get in this thing, you can work yourself crazy. Um, so, so as a leader, you know, you've got to be able to, to tell those guys, listen, it's okay. Don't, don't worry about that. Just stop what you're doing right now. It's nine o'clock at night. Go, <laughs> go see you tomorrow morning. And, and like I said, uh, it was a tough transition, but one that I've gotten better at since being here. Well, I'm thankful that, that you're able to bounce back and, and get back here to be the, the light and be, bring your presence back to the, to the space. Um, I'm thankful to, to call you a colleague. I'm so proud that you're our football coach and, and to call you a friend. But is there any way that I can be praying for you here today? A absolutely. Uh, you know, just pray for me and, and, and wisdom with my staff as I still, you know, I'm trying to assemble those guys. I, I still got two more coaches that I like to bring on board on um, really the process is taking a lot longer than I would like for it to, but I know God is in charge. And then the safety and well-being of, you know, all involved. Um, if, if you will say that little prayer for us, man, we'll be eternally grateful. Sounds good. Well, let's pray. God, you are our God. Thank you for, for saving us. Thank you for the gospel, for sending Jesus. And uh, thanks so much for, for this, your hand on bringing Coach Dixon here to Point University to lead, uh, lead these young men towards you, uh, towards graduating, to being uh, strong men of, of faith and of courage. And um, right now we just pray that you would uh, bring, bring the guys alongside of him, bring some, uh, some guys to be on his staff uh, that you want here at Point. And uh, just pray for your your hand and, and your protection here um, with with all the students and, and staff and across the nation. Just uh, protect them from from sicknesses and uh, bring your healing hand to anyone that is um, not feeling well right now. Uh, we love you, God, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. So thankful for Coach Dixon sharing his heart. Um, and some, some tips with us, Chad. The one thing um, stood out to me was how his first job after college, being an assistant football coach, um, he only got that job because his current head coach that he was playing for knew the, the head coach at the other university that he was applying for. Um, and I was just blown away by the impact that the people we know can have and what kind of jobs we get. Um, next. Um, and I think we want as a part of this podcast to also be a networking tool for some coaches out there who maybe are looking to to change to change jobs, change locations. Um, we want them to connect with other Christian coaches and uh, Christ mind, uh, Christ like minded people. For sure. And, and I think it also could be a spot for, you know, small college athletic directors, you know, if they're hiring for a certain sport, they could get on our podcast list and, and look through and, and it's almost um, a 30 minute uh, interview or, or sharing of themselves. So we're thankful for this. And, um, you know, Coach Dixon did a tremendous job. Again, I, I just love hearing the journey and the story where every coach has a story. And just for all the details that he remembers for the week where he applied for our defensive coordinator job, 
and then became the head coach a week later. And just the, the faith, the trust, the prayers in that um, unsettling time where there's a lot of, of fear and, um, you know, trying to figure out the future. And God has his time and God has his doors and we just need to be faithful right where we're at. And coach, let me just remind you as I'm reminding myself and Gian that the mission field is right where you're at. 